pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy New Year and welcome to One Life Left, Britain's favourite video game radio show. I'm Steve Curran. I'm Simon Byron. And I'm Anne Scantlebury. For the next hour, we're going to be talking about video games. Intermittently, we're going to be playing you pop music as well, made with video game instruments. And we have a couple of features. Did you bring the letters? No, that's your job. <laughs> can't find them. We, we may not have any letters today. Oh, maybe we'll do a One Life Left tweet section. If you've got any tweets for One Life Left, then tweet. At One Life Left. That's how you do we it. some good ones this week as well. Uh, uh, I'm sure we can find them somewhere. Simon. Read them out from our cell phones. Uh, did you have a nice Christmas stroke New Year? It was brilliant, wasn't it? Uh, well, I'm asking you. It was brilliant. Excellent. What did you get up to? Uh, so much stuff. Mostly hung out with kids, and then on New Year's, didn't hang out with kids, hung out with adults. Right, nice. It was really good. Okay. A very good contrast. How was yours? Yeah, good. Thank you. What uh, did you do? Hung out with adults and children. Together? Mainly adults, actually. One child, my own. Oh. Well, actually, no. The day before uh, box, uh, day before Christmas Eve, my, <laughs> my sister came over uh, with Talia. You remember Talia? Oh, yeah. She used to be the, the young... The show's Talia. Yeah, exactly. Used to be the cute uh, child game reviewer. Um, was funny, had a high-pitched voice. Well, she's now, she's, in fact, I, I'm not sure when it is, it's been within the next few days, she becomes a teenager. No. She's got a boyfriend. No. Oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, my sister came over with um, her partner, her daughter, brackets my niece, uh, who brought her boyfriend. I'm not, I haven't worked out the relationship, his relationship to me yet. It's I do aggressive. know I don't like him. He's yeah. called Ben. Um, and uh, he brought, <laughs> they brought over their own jewel shocks. Uh, because I wanted to play FIFA, which I don't have because I gave it to uh, my sister's partner. Um, so they're like, okay, well, what can you play? The boyfriend, who I've never met, young man called Ben, walked in and t- just turned my television on. No. This is Talia's boyfriend. Talia's boyfriend. Oh, okay. um, How old is he? Uh, like 12 or 13, I guess. And then they just sat there going through my PlayStation Plus. Uh, well, no, first of all, they wanted to play the PlayStation 4. I said, yeah, I've only really got Assassin's Creed on it. And... Um, uh, uh, they uh, like her mum was like, yeah, that's fine, she can play that. I'm like, no, she's not. That's that's literally an 18 rated game, and I work in the games industry. <laughs> you are not playing that. So then, yeah, they just cycled through. They didn't speak to each other. They sat on the sofa whilst we all exchanged pleasantries about Christmas. Go, oh, it's nice to see you. They just literally just started. We were playing. Dark Souls, is that appropriate? I don't think it is, but it didn't seem as bloody. <laughs> they didn't play that. They were playing um, whatever the cute games are on PlayStation. There aren't any, are they? Jim? There aren't. Not anymore. So, Doki Doki Panic. Uh, yeah, they were Doki playing, Doki yeah, Universe. And, um, Jack and Daxter, they were right, playing. Of yeah, so yeah, they just came on. And, uh, and then Kush came round, who's my sister's partner's son, and uh, he just wanted to play Marvel on the PlayStation 4. Yeah. There you go. Games bringing families together. <laughs> A little bit of advice to you. If you walk into my house the first time, you keep your hands off the television, all right? I very nearly swore then, Steve. 
Happy New Year. Happy Simon. New Year. How Happy was yours? Year. It was all right. I had a good time. I had a good New Year. Celebrated it with Anne. Oh, yeah, that's what we did. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, and we had Memorable such time. a good time. Did we? Um, well, apparently it was forgettable. No. We had such a good time um, disturbing members of the video games industry. We did. We FaceTimed. Did you? We FaceTimed across the globe. Okay. It was good. That's nice. And we honey trapped someone. We did. We honey trapped a prominent member of the indie development community. <laughs> really? What, what, what does Mike Bithell's partner say about this? Wasn't Bithell. No. Wasn't Bithell. Can't tell you who it was, but we sent him anonymously on, uh, on Snapchat. <laughs> we sent him anonymously. It wasn't Snapchat because well, he didn't have Snapchat. <laughs> it was, it? We were just messaging him, Steve. You remember right. text messages? That's right, from a from a, an anonymous number. We, we sent him photos yeah. of tummies. Okay. And <laughs> a, ma- he... a man's tummy and a lady's right. tummy. How did he respond? Well. He went very quiet for a while. Yeah? <laughs> he was thinking about it. <laughs> thinking about his choices. So what does Phil Fish prefer? Men's tummies or ladies' tummies? Anyway, it's been a, it was a great start to the new year, it wasn't was. it? It was really, really good. I had a good Christmas, went up north. Uh, played lots of video games as Excellent. well, which we can talk about in the review section. Why not? Mm. Uh, but let's keep the good times going. Um, it's not just us here. It's not. Although no. you might think so by the fact we just talked to each other for five <laughs> minutes. That was literally our uh, post-Christmas catch-up. Catch up. Nice to see you. <laughs> yeah. Actually, your hair looks good. Did you, did you, did you cut it yourself? Yes, I did. <laughs> uh, in the studio, we have uh, David... And Philippa, I, I paused it, David, because you called me Cy. And so I'm going to abbreviate the heck out of your name, <laughs> Dave. <laughs> Is that in? Oh, damn, it's fine. Maybe I won't then. Um, how do I describe you? Uh, game developers? Game developers. But you I made a very so. special game, didn't you? We yes. did, yeah. What's it called? Uh, it's called Going Around. Oh, yeah. A One Life Left video game. Look at that. Oh, it was really, the that was the best game. letter the of last year. Best hey, video game. Uh, so we had to get you in. You had to kick off New Year and stuff. Thanks for coming in. We'll chat to you shortly. But we'll start the show as we always do. New Year. Same old stuff. <laughs> same old stuff. <laughs> it's Anne's News. It's 7.06 on Monday the 6th of January. I'm Anne Scantlebury and this is the news. Alex Ward and Fiona Sperry, founders of Criterion Games, have left the studio to form a new game company. As with all things modern, the news broke on Twitter with Alex saying, The news breaks. Along with Fiona Sperry, I have left Criterion Games. Welcome to the real hashtag to the future. EA bought Criterion in 2004. One Life Left advises everyone leaving their job in 2014 to do so via the use of a hashtag on Twitter. Well done, Alex. Congratulations, Alex. Congratulations. He terrifies me a little bit, Alex Ward does. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does. Why? I was... Um, oh, I remember. Many years ago, when Steve was on a publication called Edge. I've not heard of it. Which Alex used to rock up to, to make small talk. Did he? He, he turned up when we did our 10th anniversary issue with 10, 10 covers. Yeah, which I used to love the box set, by the way. Well, Sealed. he demanded a box set, too. Actually, demanded. He got given a box set did he? by uh, well, our editor at Time, Joao, who was big fan of car games right so um, it turns out I was not a big fan of Alex's uh, of the original Burnout I played it mm-hmm. uh, briefly uh, yeah, well, uh, yeah like let's say let's say for an hour and then just idly on the forum that I hung out, out on at the time the Edge forum uh, I posted I said yeah I played Burnout um, yeah I think it's okay but a bit of a one trick pony so I wish that you could uh, skip the crash scenes etc etc and then the conversation continued the following day I was at my day job and the phone rings. I picked it up because that's what you do. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've worked that much out. And uh, I said, hello. And uh, he said, hello, is that Simon Byron? I said, yeah. He said, hello, is Alex Ward here from Criterion? I was like, okay, hello. He said, why have you been bad-mouthing my game on the <gasps> internet? Were you dis- literally, you were dissing him yeah. on the internet? I said... I thought your mum had taught you better than that. <laughs> yeah, right. He said, why don't, uh, what, what, what don't you like about it? And I went... Well, you've just read like that. That's why we've corresponded. Like, I've literally put like, why, why you don't get special treatment. I, I had to read out my own comments from a forum to angry developers. He said, "Well, I'm not. I'm not particularly happy about this." So I was like, "Okay." He said, "Well, um, I'm going to. I'm going to tell Rod Cousins about this, who ran a claim at the time." And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, Rod Cousins. Yeah, and um, is that his dad. 
No, oh, well, I was the guy who ran a claim at the time, and uh, yeah, it was just very odd. But apparently, he called into you guys and said, "Who, who is this Byronic man?" Really? I yeah, don't remember that? Uh, he called in and said, "Why is he slagging off my game?" And I think David McCarthy said, "Well, you know, Simon's a good guy, like you know." And uh, Alex thought there was more to it than that. Was there more to it than that? There was no. I finally met him in person two years ago, and it, and it was the first thing that he brought up, <laughs> which was handy because I'd been thinking about it for about eight years. <laughs> going on. And then I saw on Twitter when people were talking about him leaving, they're like, yeah, no. Um, the first thing Alex Ward said to me was, why the F did you give Game X an, a, only a nine? He must have a list. <laughs> We'd probably get on with him, wouldn't yeah. we? I'm sure we would. Anyway, that's good news. What's the studio called, Anne? Uh, they don't know. They don't know. They haven't. Do you think the clue's in the hashtag? To the future. They kept talking about the future a lot, and I was like, games. is this actually the future, or are you giving us clues? Mm. The f- like, so the hashtag was also really weird. What was it? Uh, hashtag to the future. That's what I thought. Mm. To the future games. Actually, well, although, although like many hashtags, if you can you punctuate it differently and get different words out of it? <laughs> Tot. Tot. <laughs> Hef. <laughs> there you go. It's an exclusive there. Alex Ward and Fiona forming Tot Hefutter. <laughs> The weather doled out a very unfair Christmas present to Joe Danger developer Hello Games this festive season. The Guildford-based studio got flooded when a river burst its banks on Christmas Eve. PCs, monitors, stuff around the office and a retro console collection were all lost and sadly insurance won't cover it. One Life Left hopes the Christmas unmiracle hasn't dampened Hello Games' spirit for 2014 and their new game, No Man's Sky. We know who did cover it though, don't we? Every single game's website the day they got back to work. <laughs> did they? Yeah, I mean, it happened like the 24th or 25th, mm. something like that. Right. And you saw it at the time, and then, but uh, somebody wrote about it when they got back, and everybody wrote about it as if it just happened. Everyone had seen it, presumably, on Twitter. Yeah. Their, their announcement was heartbreaking, wasn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, it is a shame. Yeah, it is. Their game looks Obviously. brilliant, though. Absolutely brilliant, No Man's Sky. It won um, whatever that award show's called that's not the Spike TV Awards. What's it called? Is it the VGAs? V- it's, are they called the VGA still? I don't know. It's, but those ones, yeah. Was, was it presented by that? dude from Community. Yes, who we like, but apparently no one else did when he... Um, really? Yeah, apparently okay. he did a bad job of it. Okay, well, anyway, uh, the game looks amazing. Super sad about the foot. I think it got born ready as well. James Brooks. They were very company. close to each other, They're weren't they? next door. Uh, I think... God, well, it, it must be there. even sadder for Born Ready then to see all the Aww. all the damp coverage of Hello Games again. But we got got as well. What about Strike Suit Infinity? Oh, I saw that. I saw their tweet, and it said that they didn't get got as worse. Presumably, they didn't. They'd taken their retro console collection home okay. for Christmas <laughs> or something. I don't know. Maybe they put everything just very high up. I was thinking maybe we could uh, host a telethon, a radiothon. For oh. Yeah, Hello I went to Hello Games, and you, have you been, you've obviously been down to see James Brooksby. I'm yes. sorry, I'm not insinuating anything there, Steve. You're free to go and see whoever you want, obviously. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know what you were up to down there. It's but... an open relationship. <laughs> uh, didn't it strike me as being close to water? It's Did right you notice the water? Is it? Yes. I don't remember the... Which way do you go in, then? <laughs> <laughs> You've got a special way in. Now you are insinuating. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy, Microsoft considered getting rid of the Xbox One's disk drive after the console was shown for a second time at E3. Speaking to OXM, Microsoft's Phil Spencer explained, there was a real discussion about whether we should have an, have an optical disk drive in Xbox One or if we could get away with a purely diskless console. But when you start looking at bandwidth and game size, it does create issues. Well, thank goodness they decided to keep it. Where would people stick their DVDs otherwise? I imagine one of the issues it creates is with the retailers. Yes, it would do. Um, yeah, I, this is a so what news story. Were you bored by now? Uh, well, there's no news. Okay. <laughs> that is not what you said on Twitter. You said there was lots of news. I was being sarcastic. So something... Hashtag sarcasm, Steve. Did you? Did <laughs> no, you have I, didn't. So... I didn't have enough characters. What, what, what and am I also, meant to do with that? everything I say is a joke. If I say something, I mean the exact opposite. Every time I say, oh, Steve, I'm so happy to see you. Exact opposite. You've been setting up a joke. Yeah, well, nine, nine o'clock this evening. Yeah. It goes it, live. It did, yeah. That's exciting. You've got an embargo it's on a joke. It's going to be good. It's going to be good, but it better rain. Can you give us a preview? Nope. Oh, okay. No. Uh, so yeah, but anyway, something not happening is that 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 isn't news, is it? Something didn't happen. Yeah, is that news? Uh, it's what, not. What else not did news. they not do? They also didn't add wheels. Right. Okay. To it, they considered it because it's. Well, why, why is that not your angle? Um, <laughs> he didn't talk about it so much. That Spence. was more of a, like under the radar kind of thing. Okay. Right. Was there a, was there a real discussion about adding wheels? I, no, there wasn't a discussion about anything. Has anybody in the studio got an Xbox One? 
Nope. Do, you, do you guys know? No. no. Do you have PlayStation 4s? No. We should point out, is, is it okay to um, point out your relationship to each other? To, um, I wanna, you'd uh, like to point out our relationship to each other. To each other. <laughs> can can <laughs> we, I do that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just wondering if like other listeners might might suddenly find out that you two are apparently going out. No, with each that's other. fine. Is it okay? So 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 when I ask you collectively, I'm not you know you're not colleagues. Do you live together? Yes, okay. and we share our consoles but, as well. But you won't have a, you won't have an Xbox in the house by. Uh, is no. it is it one of you that wants one and the other one doesn't? Like, is it a bit awkward? We haven't actually discussed it. I've always assumed that he didn't we, want one. Should we discuss it now? Let's talk yeah. about it now. Why I'd, do you I'd quite that? like a PlayStation 4, but... Uh, Ditto. Just haven't got around That's to getting one. get on so well. <laughs> World of Warcraft players are being warned to look out for a dangerous Trojan. The dangerous Trojan is not an in-game character, but an account and password-stealing virus. It gets onto computers and into the game through a fake version of Curse Client. A support forum agent suggested removing the client and running malware bytes to get rid of the Trojan. Now all he needs to do is explain to players how to defeat the dragons and everyone will be set. How's World of Warcraft getting on? I prefer the other news story. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so... Look, people should maybe do more stuff over Christmas. Uh, yeah, there wasn't a lot going on at all, was there? No. So well, I, I don't know. I think it's nice to hear of World, World of Warcraft. Hello, I welcome home, while, old friend. While. Have you ever played it? Uh, I played it twice Did when you? it launched. No. I'm sure I've mentioned this before on the show. I played it with David McCarthy, okay. uh, making his second appearance in this episode of One Life Left. And uh, we played it on one of the very early first launch nights, quite excited, going into this brave new world. Levelled up, walked around, found a ca- character, an NPC, called Curran Steel. No! Curran <laughs> Steel. And I've still got the chat log, you can see it on the screen, and it's me going, Curran Steel. <laughs> That can't be a coincidence. And David going, it absolutely can be. <laughs> Did the NPC talk back to you? Uh, no, he just sort of stood there. Was hiding something. Looked handsome though. Right, we got yeah, one of course. Very good. I played it, um, and I sort of got bored of it by about level ten both times. But it, it's still going strong. What I don't know is, is it slowly in decline? I think it is very slow, slightly in decline, isn't well, it? But doesn't everything so. ever so slightly decline anyway? <laughs> Just Happy like New if, Year! If you leave something Happy running for long New enough, Year. eventually it will just go off. Like it will, everything will just decline. Nothing lasts forever. And World of Warcraft is a something, and it it's gonna. By the value of a Bitcoin. That will end. <laughs> Do you know um, Ultima Online is still going? Is it? Yeah, I, was, I met a, a developer of that while I was at GDC Next, and she was telling me that there's still a community of people who go and play that game. There's still some active development um, going on. But most of the people just log on, and they go straight and play Mahjong inside the game. Right. They just hang out and play a game right. inside a game, because wow. it's, a, it's a social place, and I yeah. bet that's the same for World of, of Warcraft. Warcraft right? I wouldn't know. Finally, Toby Technologies, along with Steel Series, are releasing some eye-tracking hardware that will allow you to control games with your actual eyes. The Toby iX has already been demoed in Amnesia, Skyrim and Starcraft. Dev kits can be pre-ordered and will go out in March with a consumer release in mid-2014. Developers, please don't use this on any games likely to make us feel emotional. The last thing we want is anyone to know when we get something in our eye. Good length of story, though, Anne. Today, I think you, you. That's what I thought. Yeah, you've you've not gone over the <laughs> Have bed. Less content, <laughs> uh, and then we'll we'll get it into yeah uh, in good. with time. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's I'm going to tick this week off as you <laughs> as you pass. Yeah, How no, you pass. Let's good. see if you can keep it up for two weeks. Ooh, seems um, unlikely. We're we're not going to get involved with this, are we? I don't think so. No, I, my attention span's far too short to have any like when I'm playing. Like, if what happens if you look around? Do you go then go around? That'd be <laughs> I don't really understand the application. Well, special effects have been using this, haven't they? Well, uh, sure, yeah. I can understand it for uh, for you know differently abled gamers, but I can't understand it as a control method that um, that the majority of gamers will want to use. No. Is it not? Is there a, or is it is it entirely geared at people who who want a different so way I of controlling? I think it's geared games? at people with uh, no sense and too much money. Right. Okay. Because like well, you, people Simon. who say it's not was well one of those. Um, I think yeah, who sat there and thought, you know, that their hands have been getting in the way of playing video games? Can you do it alongside your hands so you Try can be doing some things with your hands fighter. and then like winking. staring out. Just mm. or like 
twitching your eye a little bit. Imagine what, what happens if you're controlling something, but you're also on connect multiplay in its picture in picture so it yeah. just looks like you're having a stroke when you're actually <laughs> just trying to con- move your maybe that'll mess with the uh, the other players and they will be too concerned to fight you anymore and then you'll win what's this called this is, is something to- tech- Toby Toby IX Tomix and do you have any messages for the video games industry uh, vis-a-vis news generation over the next week yeah can you do more and also make it very dramatic, but um, with some point in it that I can easily make a joke about. Thanks, Anne. One life left. Video game news with Anne left resonance 104.4 fm we are a video game radio show we're from britain great britain the greatest of the britons is it? yeah it is yeah 2014 and optimism 24 7 this is wickland and jewel it's called make believe girl jaunty start to the new year 2047 is going to be annoying isn't it then 247. 247. 247. That is going to be annoying. Let's be dead by then. Okay, let's work on that. Um, Simon. Hi. Talking of too much money and not enough sense. Yes. Do you have an Oculus Rift yet? I I don't, no. I'm not going to get one, no. Why? Because I don't have enough money. Oh, okay. How much is it? We need to get more money, don't we? Yeah. Shall we start a Patreon? Is that how you pronounce it? Patreon. 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 I am not convinced about Patreon for several reasons, but I think that whenever you do something and money comes first, there's always a certain amount of pressure, whoever that comes from, whether it comes from a publisher, whether it comes from an editor, whether it comes from the public. And I'm not sure how it will affect these people who are now going off to write. These people cash. will have one in next I week. Know, it's exciting. Yeah. We're going to talk about that. Next week, that's a little bit of a preview of our Patreon <laughs> discussion. <laughs> that's the One Life Left style guide. Um, talking to people, who, well, some people who didn't do anything for money did it for, for like the opposite of that. It's better. Yeah. Um, I, I found the letters. Um, here's a letter from before Christmas. Sorry we missed the Christmas party this weekend. However, we have a Christmas present for you, which I hope will make up for us not being there. And I also realised, I just had a quick reread of this, uh, D and uh, Pip, um, that you mentioned your relationship in the letter, so it's already out there. Okay. <laughs> My girlfriend and I entered a game jam called Ludum Dare this weekend, and we made you a One Life Left video game, which we loved, didn't we? Oh, loved it so much. That we had to get you in. Thank you so much for doing that. I'm very, very pleased to hear that you liked it. <laughs> it was, yeah, I, I mean, it, it just made our day to receive that uh, on it. So tell us, I've never been to a game jam. Is this something that you guys do regularly? Um, we've done a few Ludum Dares before. Um, and it's basically on the internet, so it's not, you don't go somewhere. Okay. It's, it's uh, I think it's every three months they do one of those. So, so how, how do they work then? Uh, they announce the theme at about midnight on Friday night. Okay. And you have until midnight on Sunday night to submit a game. Right. And you have to make everything and program everything for that game over that weekend. From it's not from scratch, from, though, is, it? is it? Pretty much from scratch. They they let you use an engine and tools and stuff. Sometimes, been, I mean, I I bought Game Maker about uh, about a year ago now, and I've I've only I've opened it up once. Do we need to put you under Game Jam conditions? Well, no, it's just I. Well, how do you start then? Yeah, 
Does it? Does it helps definitely. <laughs> so, uh, so this is the third time you've made a game with Ludum Dare. Uh, I think it's the fourth actually. Okay. Yeah, but uh, it's, I think Philippa's second and my fourth. Right. So, uh, what was the theme for this one? It was called "You Only Get One." Okay. And then what made? So, hence the only the one hour to uh, finish up. You're going around. <laughs> so the so the the title comes. You only get one. Mm-hmm. How long did you spend thinking about? Uh, so I think we, it, like, it was announced at, I think it's mid, yeah, midnight or something. We were in bed, so we didn't find out the theme till the morning. Uh, so we were eight that hours down confident. already. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness me. Um, That's showing off. So, yeah, we got up, we made some breakfast, <laughs> we read the papers. <laughs> I think I might, I might have checked it in the middle of the night. Okay. Um, we totally overbooked the weekend, actually, so I think we were out on the Friday night. <laughs> it was just chaos. Right. <laughs> Uh, and then, yeah, so we sat around in the morning. We were like, you only get one. That's a pretty good start for a One Life Left video game. It's got one in the theme. Uh, Guys, we're starting to own that word. <laughs> yeah, we are, yeah. And it's a number, too. It's <laughs> exactly, exactly, yeah, yeah. Let's trademark the number. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then it was kind of like deciding whether we could do a point-and-click adventure in 48 hours or just over 48 hours or whatever. So uh, we kind of went, probably can't, but let's try anyway. So what are your what are your day jobs if you're doing this over your weekend? What do you do uh, by day? I'm a freelance 3D artist. Okay, so I used to work in games. Now I basically just to make the do art hours. for money. Okay, and uh, D- and D man. And, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I run a company called Play Canvas, which we use to make the game. So okay. it's a bit like Game Maker, but 3D so, stuff. So you're 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 reasonably experienced in the world of video. Like, is it, what are, are game jams for people like? Us? How could we get involved? The, so, so Ludum Dare in particular, I think they have about fifteen hundred games submitted this time this year. What? So they they basically they do a little graph every now and again, and I think in forty eight hours they had more games that submitted than were on the entire PlayStation One right. or something like that. Brilliant. <laughs> um, so, but there's a huge range. So there's people like us who've done games and been making games for years, and there's people who it's their first game, uh, and people kind of all the way in between. So it's really it's like a kind of community thing. Mostly programmers, as you can tell from most of the art in the right. games. <laughs> so your uh, your forty hours that you did this in after you'd had a good sleep. Um, what were the what were the what were the, what were the challenges of, of pulling? To, like, did you was there ever a moment where you didn't think that you were going to complete it or? Uh, so, well, I think we we came up with so uh, without trying to without ruining it for all the people who haven't played it yet. We came up with the first um, sort of puzzle with the squid. That was the first one we came up with, and then after that, it was kind of like, can we think of enough things to keep going? Uh, so there was, that was kind of they, that didn't come into place, I think, till later on. And mm-hmm. then most of the work was really done by Philippa making all the artwork. So right, uh, that was kind of a lot of the work. What and what made you pick an adventure? Have you like what your previous games that you've that you've entered? Are they have they been completely different? Yeah, uh, yeah. I think we normally we do kind of little arcade games that are kind of very like small. Platformers. Yeah. Okay. So I think the first one I did was a ball rolling around because I was doing the artwork for it. So okay. I could make a ball. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Thomas was alone. It does. <laughs> exactly. No, because I've been playing uh, The Walking Dead season two, which we'll talk about shortly. And um, the thing that struck me about writing adventures is that it must be pretty tedious. I mean, obviously you have time to get bored of it because you've only got your 36 hours after you've uh, factored in your watching X Factor and stuff like that. But, uh, but you have to come up with um, a response to players doing things that aren't the right thing. Is that that's difficult? Yeah, there was one thing that I really wanted to put in, but we didn't really have enough time. Well, Dave managed to get quite a few little bits in, but it would have been nice to have more, more little interactive things that actually weren't involved in completing the game. So, so, so maybe if you'd started at when when everybody did start, <laughs> then we'd have had a proper finished yes. game. Could have patch it now. And then, so what happens to these games now? They're available to play online. Do they just stay there? And who, you know? Uh, so there is, I think, a month, I guess, of voting, which ends today. So we'll be able to find out how we did. In about three or four hours' time, I Great. think. Well, um, I so I'm, I'm hoping to break the top 100. Right, <laughs> but we'll see. And that's an, and what what do what do the winners get? Uh, nothing. It's just for fun. Right. Wow. Just for fun. How did you decide on Anne? Mm. Yeah. Well, because there are three of us, and we're very she, competitive. She's definitely the one who's been most vocal about wanting a game made. 
Yeah. Uh, I bought it's Game Maker. <laughs> well, I mean, making, having I've a one-life left. I've got RPG Maker as well. But, but yet you never made a one-life left game. No, I don't have any skills. <laughs> we should be more vocal about this. Right. No, it's because she's easier to draw, fewer polygons, <laughs> isn't it? That's what I think. Very plain looking. I <laughs> <laughs> don't know how to take that. I'll take it in the manner in which it's intended. Well, we're we're hoping that at some point there'll be an episode two and episode three, which right. will obviously be starring. All me still. It's <laughs> after I leave the house. No, let's make it like a, the head over heels. Did you ever play that where one of you jumps on the other? Yeah, I kind of thought maybe like Day of the Tentacle where you have three interlo- <laughs> interlocking <laughs> stories. We could be DLC. We could be DLC. <laughs> We've been called worse. <laughs> or, or in-app purchases, we could make some money. We could be. <laughs> Ofcom could investigate us. We could see who pays for who the most. Yeah, I want to know that. Okay. Well, if you come free. <laughs> yes. Yeah, right. Wow. Well, thanks ever so much for doing it. No, it's brilliant. Um, yeah, really, really good. Um, yeah, one of the nice things that uh, people have done for us, so, I'd, I'd mm, say. Yeah, thanks so much. Uh, it's time for local news. Hello, I'm Sega Badawi and welcome to One Life Left Local News. The New Year's honours have been announced by Princess Peach, with more women getting honours compared to men. Notable people honoured were Lara Croft, who was made a dame for her services to archaeology and taxidermy. Cooking Mama got an MBE for services to cookery and herbal remedies. And Zelda got a CBE for services to kidnapping. However, the major news was that Mario Mario received his long-awaited knighthood for services to monkey capturing, and motor racing, and tennis, baseball, football, typing, painting, medicine, golfing, fighting, papercraft, basketball, snowboarding, board games, space travel, and even plumbing. We have approached his brother Luigi for comment, but he is refusing to speak to any reporters as it is no longer his year. Thanks, and back to your usual programming. Sega Badawi's local news. There. We've had a few letters, haven't we, over the Christmas period? We have. Uh, this one starts, Hi, Simon. Oh. Okay. I'm, one of, I'm one of the backers of your Greedy Wizards Kickstarter campaign. I've had quite a few games of it now with various people, and everyone so far has enjoyed both the whimsy of the cards and also the surprising amount of tactical thinking. You're it's sincerely been a real Simon Byron. I'll tell you who it's not from. It's not from Mike Rose who, uh, on Gamma Sutra, decided to blog about why it's not as good as a 3DS game. What? Yeah, not exactly. <laughs> your, your game? Yeah, it's not as good as a 3DS game uh, that has got different rules. Um, and, the, and then he uh, he wrote that he broke the maths in it and said, well, you can always win by doing this. But a very polite discussion with him saying, if you, play, if, if you played how you said you're going to do, you're always going to lose. And he said, oh, yeah, yeah, no, thanks very much. Anyway, uh, we'll be playing it over Christmas. Uh, very pleasant. Um, he's still third in Google for Greedy Wizards now, though, so you know not that I'm bitter and the letter continues <laughs> I'm not bitter it's, it was an interesting discussion um, if I'm honest I'm more of a tabletop gamer these days than a video gamer in fact OLL is pretty much the only contact with the video game community I have these days however I have noticed a significant bleed into tabletop games from the video game world perhaps the most significant has been the prominence of the shut up sit down chaps who are video game reviewers who have migrated into board game reviews however a number of prominent characters and designers in tabletop games are also video game producers uh, reviewers for their day job here's my question are there things that, board ga- that the board gaming industry and the tabletop gaming industry could learn from each other? If so, what do you think these things are? Thanks again for Greedy Wizards, says Dan Hughes. Thank you, Dan Hughes, for you. Yes, thank you, Dan Hughes. Um, it's interesting how we're all playing uh, uh, board games of fashion again, isn't it? You rocked up with a, with a card game in your pocket that wasn't Greedy Wizards, I noticed. I did. Uh, Pipolo. Right. I was bought that by a friend. A Pre-Christmas gift. And we played it over Christmas. It's a... Uh, uh, a variation on the popular card game called Bull. Okay. <laughs> yeah, fill in the fill in the blanks. Uh, and it's yeah, it's great. It had a great time. I think there are a lot of people. I think the Wii fulfilled a similar role. Maybe what, what is it, seven years ago or something? Um, 
and the Wii U is trying to do the same thing now in a little bit more of a conventional sense. I think a lot of people are still, despite all of that, scared off by the idea of um, playing video games. And also, there's something nicer about looking at each other rather than looking at a screen. So that's one of the things that makes me play card games and play board games. And that's not to say video games. Some of the best video games involve that sort of stuff. Um, I think that, obviously, there's a place for both. One Life Left. Let's be clear. One Life Left is not calling for video games to be abolished. We should, <laughs> should make that clear. clear. clear about that. We should make that clear. So what but what can the, uh, the tabletop industry learn from the gaming industry, vice versa, guests? Is there anything uh, in particular? Like, uh, for my, um, from doing Greedy Wizards and taking that around, I um, just found it very, very inclusive in a way that, the, I mean, I, I mm. obviously I love the games industry as well, but it just seemed to be a sort of more thriving. More multiplayer or two-player games. Yeah. That you can play in the same room as someone, I think. But it's, it's quick and portable, I guess. I think that what video games lack are cooperative games. Yeah. Uh, like, yes. there are cooperative games, but the thing that I was saying about looking at the screen, right, that immediately diverts your attention yeah, yeah. from the other player. If it's competitive and you're looking at that person, there's always going to be that element of joking. If you're competitive and both looking away from each other at the screen, that's almost immediately colder and kind of more aggressive. So making more video games cooperative where you have to look at each other or at very least your actions that you're performing on the screen are friendly um, I think that that's a step towards the card game experience is that right? Yeah, yeah. definitely yeah are they, the, uh, what are they called the Gu- Gutenfabrik the, the Johann mm. yeah, Sebastian yeah, yeah. Joust I mean they're doing a lot of that sort of stuff they're yeah, kind of yeah. building their own interfaces and stuff to make it so you're not looking at a screen and yeah. um, cooperating and stuff like that well let's, let's hope 2014 sees more of this Dear team and SSG, especially Steve, I'm really hoping for a review of the rather excellent Republique on this week's show. It's got everything the team loves. A proper story and linear action for Simon. Yes! Lots of musing on the nature of freedom and other deep stuff for Steve. Yes! (laughs) But most importantly, lots of going around for Anne. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I backed it on Kickstarter, but I've yet to receive many of the promised rewards, including what? a game I had to buy myself, but I'm happy with the result anyway. As long as you're happy. Interesting. Uh, possibly the best bit of the game is being able to pick pockets of the really high-end backers and find little recommendations for other great iOS games, thus turning the usual collectible object nonsense into something genuinely fun. So, mm. did any of you back it? No. I wish that I... Well, the reason I didn't is that I don't have a personal iOS device. And neither do I. Anne? I do. Well, then why didn't you back it? It's got know. going around in it. Yeah, I don't know. Right. Okay, well, there's one for you to review okay. in upcoming weeks. If not, what other games did you back instead, and how happy are you with them? I got Broken Sword three, uh, 5. Mm, three. How happy are you with that? It's good, yeah. Enjoyed it. It turns form. I didn't like all the updates from Charles Cecil saying where he'd been on holiday. <laughs> <laughs> with my money <laughs> oh, we've just returned from France where we've been in, uh, researching no you haven't uh, yeah no that's good um, well, I, I, I backed Light Broken Age no I didn't know I did did you yep. and you and forward to uh, playing that I guess eventually yeah. everyone is I assume I backed Light that, and then I got bought by Team 17 what backed... does that mean from a Kickstarter so, uh, did they, they shut down they just cancelled it yeah ah, okay interesting yeah and um, hi team oh wait was that you <laughs> Just go ahead. No, just just go ahead. Yeah, I don't back anything. Um, Hi team. A month or two ago, I wrote to let you know about uh, plot theft. Plot theft. Awesome five. Uh, My choose your own adventure game for iOS. Uh, And then there's the um, the web page for that. Um, I still have got my fingers crossed for a review, as you were so nice to review my first game, Matchem, all those years ago. I think I still owe Anne 69p, as she actually paid for it, despite the promo codes I sent in. Anyway, I was just wondering... You don't owe her anything for not reading the emails. Uh, anyway, I was just wondering, you have been talking a lot about an OLL game recently, and I'm currently between projects. I was just wondering, how does an old-school choose-your-own-adventure game sound to you? Um, and then there are a few examples, for example... Uh, maybe you are the SSG and you have to make it through the show without upsetting the presenters. It'd be fairly simple to do. You come up with the story slash writing uh, and I can I turn like it into bit. a game. The <laughs> game... We... Yeah. Just to interject, the, 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 the reason why there is, there is a One Life Left game is because we didn't have to do anything <laughs> to do with it. Yeah. That, so, yeah. so what? Yeah, so sorry, where's come up with the story? 
Um, the game was designed with reuse in mind, and all it would mean would be swapping out one XML file and a whole load of pictures. How easy. Easy. The game engine itself is quite uh, clever with variables, expressions, random things, HTML, like text formatting, pop-ups, and hyperlinks. Right. Have a think about it. Yours. <laughs> and then there's no name, because uh, I assume you copied and pasted this one. I did. Oh, no, that's awful. Let me look Find up who out. that's from. Um, that sounds good, but let's. Uh, we, if he, if um, he or she, everyday sexism, um, lets us know what format they want it in, we can then ask our listeners to correspond with us in XML, <laughs> and then they can we can put that into the document, whatever one of those is, and it will write itself. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> we won't have to do anything. Are you looking this up? Yeah, Brilliant. I'm okay, up. Uh, guests, you've got a letter, don't you? Hello, team! Exclamation mark. Possibly plus a super special guest, exclamation mark. Right, yes. I understand that the transfer window is now open and Sky Sports News already have a reporter outside the Resonance FM studio waiting to see if One Life Left have signed a new local news reporter to replace Sega Badawi. However, I think you might have problems closer to home. I recently listened to Pip and Cara's Not A Game podcast featuring Tom Hatfield. Interesting. And there was a section where they were answering questions from listeners. Someday I would like us to have people on the radio show and for them not to go off and do their own yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I know. We, we, yeah. we should Someday. be against other, least, other things. At least we have a certain amount of solidarity. Exactly. exactly. One life left forever. Exactly. Or at least through 2014. Nothing can ruin this no. year. Nothing can ruin it. One person who sent in a question was Anne Perman Caneto to go Scantlebury. This what? got me worried. Is Anne thinking of jumping ship? Was Pip only co-hosting One Life Left in order to tap up Anne for her own podcast? I think we need answers. Cheerio, Ben. We do what? need answers. Yeah. What did you do that for? Uh, because. Okay, Anne. Yeah. We're off air now. Yeah. Okay. Mics are down. <laughs> Why did you do that? Guys, Mike? look. The- I just, I want to be honest with you, and the reason that I did it, and the reason that I asked a question on another podcast was because I thought it was funny. Okay, if only you had your own podcast stroke radio show where you could yeah. debut your material. But I don't want to talk about periods on this show. And we don't want you talking about periods, actually. Well, that's typical of girls, isn't it, with their yeah. own podcasts? Is that all you talked about? <laughs> no, I just sent in a, a, and a boys. question I tell you, Twitter. Yeah, exactly. Well, I tell you what, you have done so much harm for the... <laughs> Feminist cause with Actually, that, Anne Scantlebury. Really interesting conversation that they had about uh, my question. There's what? no representation. Well, there's only one that they could think of representation of periods uh, in games. Are you just rerunning bits from their <laughs> show? <laughs> Highlights. <laughs> Come on. And what is that then? Uh, oh, what was it in? Is it in Bioshock? Oh, it's oh. It's, apparently, it's in a jar. On what? <laughs> No, biology has failed me. You're listening to One Life Left. We're a video game radio show. This is Zero Fighter. Welcome to Guy Cocker's Video Games Podcast, episode 29th on 16th of December 2013. I'm your host, Guy Cocker, and on this week's show, I'm joined by two UK game developers to talk about the week's news, address your tweets and emails, and what we've been playing. First up is Mike Montgomery, 
who is the owner of Bitmap Brothers, who have just released Speedball 2 HD. Mike, thanks for joining me. We Look, Guy publishes the transcripts to his show online. We can just read them out. Wow. <laughs> GMA 2014 is ours. It's ours. And, and if, any, if anyone says anything, we'll be like, but we... We, we can just go up and get it. If they can just go up and get it. We can. We put it's, out exactly the same material. It's One Life Left incorporating the Guy Cocker <laughs> uh, podcast. They can't possibly give it to no. him because we're his show plus other stuff. Exactly. Amazing. That, by the way, that was Zero Fighter and Lost in Thought. All of our music comes from chipmusic.org. Uh, I just quickly want to say that letter was from Sean. Thanks, Sean. Thanks, Thanks Sean. Sean. Time for Dr. Avatar because we've he filed this at 3 a.m. Did he? So we better play it. Okay. You're needed in surgery. Dr. Avatar, operating room dictation on patient McTavish, comma, soap. Operative diagnosis, 235 bullet wounds to the torso and extremities. Estimated blood loss, 500 cc's, OR times 6 hours. Mr. McTavish was medevaced from Chechnya and brought to the trauma surgery unit following a combat operation. Most projectiles were removed from the skin and underlying muscle with forceps, but 20 of these were irretrievably lodged in the superior vena cava, heart, and thoracic aorta. Given that they had no impact on hemodynamic stability, we elected to leave these in place. A large caliber hollow tip round was extracted from the patient's trachea with involvement of the vocal cords. Unfortunately, no repair attempt could be carried out. Lastly, a left leg below knee amputation was performed for irreversible vascular damage. The patient will be transferred to the veteran's hospital for prosthesis fitting before his next mission. I suspect as long as he continues to rest following every gunshot wound, he has a long career ahead of him. Ending dictation for patient McTavish, comma, soap. Thanks, Dr. Avatar. One of my flesh medical correspondent. Do you think Mario's a real doctor? I was thinking about this the other day, uh, Dr. Mario... I was just thinking, is he a real doctor? Because it takes ages to get your doctor, yeah, yeah, yeah. isn't it? Right. Is he a doctor like Dr. Gillian McKeith? <laughs> right. Are you saying she's not right. a real doctor? Yeah. Wait, are you saying she's a plumber? Yeah. Okay. Right. Interesting. Yeah, Have you got know. any information on um, Dr. Mario, how he got his doctorate, where it's from? Please let us know. Team at onelifeleft.com. That's our address for our letters section. We do need letters because we have a letter section. We've had a letter section for seven years and we need letters and you guys often don't send us letters it's embarrassing it makes feel sad so just do it doesn't have to be good don't worry don't what worry what we do is good what have you been playing Anne? oh uh, okay so I've been playing um, the New Yorker's game of the year Papers Please oh yeah um, it is a game in which you play a border control person uh, in a I mean, it seems to be like an uh, Eastern Bloc kind of country. They've just opened up the borders. Um, and you, so you get given people's passports and stuff. You have certain rules that you have to abide by. Um, citizens sometimes need to have an ID card with them. Um, people travelling through for work sometimes need to have a work permit for them. Um, so you uh, go through, do all of this. And you have to make money in order to make sure that your family are all okay. Uh, at the end of each workday, you find out how much money you've made. Um, if you've messed up any times, you sometimes get a penalty, some money taken off you. Um, and then, yeah, so if you don't have enough money, you can't feed your family. They get cold, they get sick. Do you know what happens when people get sick, Simon? Are you threatening me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I do know. Yeah, I played Papers, Please. please. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, good. How, yeah. Did you like it? I really loved it. Yeah, I really? thought it was incredible. So... I'm pretty sure you reviewed it on the yeah, show. Yeah, I gave it a 7 out of 10. Do you yeah. remember? Let's see how this goes. Okay. Um, so, I uh, appreciated it. Okay. Like, so there are obviously times in it where you have to make decisions, people plead with you, and are you going to let them through? And Did sh- you? I did once. Right, and then what happened? 
Uh, and then the rest of them I was like, no, I'm played by the rules. Okay, so, so, so nothing <laughs> happened as a result of your... Well, my family died. Leniency. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so, so nothing happened. Yeah, yeah. Um, and... But that person got through, though, so... So I got... I let one person through, and yeah, and then everything was fine, and yeah. I was like, oh, okay, this seems fine. Um, but, yeah, then uh, my family died because I played by the rules. And then, so at the end, when my family died, I was like, brilliant, less people that I need to support. <laughs> Fewer. Just, exactly. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, so I'll just go back into work. It'll be totally fine. And then they said, you can't do that because they want you to have big families, and you just killed yours. So did you get to the end? I've not actually played since 30 days you got to work for, isn't it? I, yeah. I, I, no, did you know? Because it's got multiple endings. Well, they endings. died before that. Okay. I got... Yeah. And there are things like if you let someone through, then uh, they're a terrorist and the border gets blown up. And yeah, that you, happened okay, a few times. But you, yeah. didn't, but you didn't mention that. No, that was in what? That was oh, just no, no, no. They, they didn't get through. They were throwing stuff over. Who oh, were they? No, yeah. I, I let somebody through, like, out of the kindness of my heart, turned out to be a terrorist, blew it up, shut it down, and I couldn't earn any money for the rest of that day. For the rest of that day. <laughs> Goodness me. But did, so, do you disagree with the New Yorker? Like I definitely It's alright to disagree with I, the New York. Yes, okay, fine, I do. I definitely think it's a, like it's a good game. I think that it uh, Name one game that's better than it then. Because the New Yorker couldn't. Just one. Oh yeah, going around is a better game. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Um <laughs> So, yeah, I, I see what it does. I think that it's really good that it elicits this kind of um, emotion within you and it makes you really think about things. But did I have fun when I played it? Did you have fun when you I played it? I don't know, but that's the point of it, isn't it? Is It, it makes a game out of the mundane and uh, with yeah. emotional choices on it. I think it's very clever in that respect. I, in terms of, like, did, yeah, did you have fun? I'm more interested in the fact that you apparently could not name a game <laughs> <laughs> a moment ago. I refuse to name a game, Simon. <laughs> what about the one that scared Gemma? Which one scared Gemma? When you screamed in your kitchen. Oh, that was good. That was Papa Sangra. Okay, that really was good. good. That, that was, was really that good. That won the Game of, yeah. the, award, game of the Year award today. From yeah. Apple. Yeah. yeah. See, I play a lot of games. Would have been a valid I answer. Yeah. I just can't name them. Okay. okay. Um, so, yeah. I guess maybe I just think if I'm playing a game, I should be having fun. Maybe that's something I need to address in What about the game that you were clipped out of the show for a YouTube trailer for? Oh, the one where you shout? Yep. Elf Scare. Yep. That's a game. There we go. Naming all, all, the, all of the games. All of the games. Going to give it 7 out of 10. All right, Simon, what have you been playing? I, I've been playing The Walking Dead Season 2. Oh. Uh, yeah, which is the second. When were you doing that last time? Because we've had this conversation about how you're back on that. Because you quit for a while. Maybe we I had got that annoyed. in person. Yeah, I think I maybe, yeah, maybe we, we should broadcast all of our conversations <laughs> is what we've learned from this, shouldn't we? Um, yeah, I've moved, to, uh, I moved from Xbox where it was a buggy, stuttery mess to PC where it works beautifully, actually. And um, yeah, it's really good. In my, I mean, I, I, really, I really like The Walking Dead apart from The Walking Dead comics. So the origins, so where, they, where it's all come from, I, I dislike. I think the comics are terrible. But I really like the TV series. Uh, um, and the games, yeah, are, are really good. Um, and Series 2 is exactly as started, exactly as you would imagine. Um, it's a few months later. It very, you know, the games became uh, much loved for their difficult choices and the shocks and the things that you, uh, the consequences of your actions. And um, yeah, I think, um, you know, I'm playing on a different format, but it looks a lot nicer. I think Telltale, with that and The Wolf Among Us, um, have really raised their game. They've got into step now with um, creating these interactive narratives. How in interactive they are, I don't know. I'm not certain that, you know, there, there are no, well, uh, there are no sections that you could describe as a puzzle in, this, in the same way that you could with the Broken Sword games, for example. But, um, you know, you, you just play through it and it takes you two and a half hours and it's really good. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I'm looking for... Uh, the only issue now is waiting for the next episodes. People seem to have let Telltale off the fact that they, they've apparently forgotten to put The Wolf Among Us episode two out. I played the f first episode in October... And, and it's still not... Yeah, and uh, but people are going, oh, it's brilliant, they're doing The Walking Dead. No, concentrate on one thing. <laughs> concentrate on one thing. It's good, 7 out of 10, thoroughly recommended. Guests! I finally got round to playing Metanarium by Amanita Design. What made, what, what made you play that? It was in a bundle recently, wasn't it? No, I, I bought it for my iPad okay. ages ago and kind of played a bit of it, and then I wanted to play their new game. Well, not their new game. I never play anything that's... Less than about three years old. Okay. <laughs> um, and I thought maybe I should finish Machinarium first, which I haven't quite finished, but it's still brilliant and beautiful and kooky and amazing music. And it's it's available on all formats now, isn't it? It's, um, like, it's on Vita, on, isn't it, as well? And it's on Vita. PlayStation and PC. It's and not on Xbox or Wii. Okay. You. 
I think that got cancelled, but it's on just about everything else. Right, and you're enjoying it? Love it, love it. We haven't quite finished it, so I'll give it 7 out of 10. Okay. For being too long. (laughs) (laughs) D. Uh, And I've been playing Kerbal Space Program. Are you? Which is amazing. I I downloaded that over Christmas. I haven't got to it yet. Okay. Well, obviously, because you you bought it off Steam. I say bought, downloaded, but... (laughs) Uh, so basically, it's uh, running your own space program, like mm. your NASA. Uh, <laughs> only instead of people, you have Kerbil, uh, Kerbins, I guess, Kerbals. And um, you spend ages building rockets. You fire them into space, they explode. You build them differently. You fire them to space, they get into orbit and run out of fuel, and you do it again. The, there's no real point. I thought it was to get to the moon. <laughs> yeah, there's kind of there's a solar system to explore, so you can try and land on the moon, and invariably you land on the moon and then realise you haven't got enough fuel to get them home, so you have to leave them there and then start a new space program to kind of rescue them and stuff like that. It's just it's just amazing. It's really really cool. Who made it? It is made by a company called Squad in okay. Mexico, right. I think. Although one of their developers is in, lives in the UK. Okay. Who I met at Game City. Right. Yes. I've seen, I've seen a lot of people talk about it, and um, yeah, it's. I've, uh, what I'm trying to do is not buy games at the moment because I bought too many, and that, that yeah, that didn't last long. This will suck time. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those sort of. It will be suddenly be five hours later, and you'll you've just built three rockets and. Can you them. can you can you finish it? They, when I well, when I was playing a lot, they didn't have the story mode. They've put that in kind of recently, and I haven't really explored the story mode properly. I've just been kind of playing around with the sort of sandbox stuff. Um, I don't know what the story. I don't know much about the story mode. I was honest. just wondering whether Philippa would ever give it a glowing review, or whether it's too long for her. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've mostly just watched Dave play it for hours and hours and hours. So. I expect that means it's Do you guys okay. want to talk about that? Yeah. <laughs> if you do, no worries. We've got five minutes we have left. Five and minutes, if you want yeah. to talk through something, that's... Has he, are you saying he's been playing for too long? Um, well, you know, these time-sucking games, we both play them occasionally, right. so I can't really... Does he, um, when, need, when needed, does he replace the toilet roll? Um, it's about 50-50, I think. Does he? You yeah. never know with him. <laughs> Exciting. You never know until it's too late. Uh, okay. uh, you're going to give it a score? Uh, yeah, it will get 7 out of 10. Excellent. Steve? I have been playing lots of games over Christmas, but the one that has captured my attention the most is Desktop Dungeons. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if I talked about this on the show before, maybe many years ago. It was originally a PC, uh, I think... I I, actually, I don't know what it originally was, but there was certainly a smaller version of it that they've gone away, released uh, a bigger version now. You could buy it, pre-buy it or something. Early access. Early access type thing. I think it's finally out now, at least it's popped up on Steam. And what it is, is a 10 or 15 minute roguelike. I think there's a danger. Everything's a roguelike these days. And I loved roguelikes so much to the point that you know, you could only really get hack and net hack and rogue a few years ago, and I would play through those again and again and again and with the ASCII graphics. Now you can get everything in roguelike variants, and I have roguelike uh, ennui or apathy or fatigue. However, this is perfect. It is tiny, tiny, tiny 10 to 15 minute versions, uh, roguelike style things. You wander around this tiny map, click on monsters, eventually you either beat the level or you die and you restart. It's incredibly compelling. Uh, the way they've built out this small sort of essentially demo, which would do as the game on its own, into a bigger um, narrative-driven type experience with lots and lots of challenges is very, very clever. There are puzzle modes, there are challenge modes, or you can just play the randomly generated dungeons. It is exceptional. I've I've not been... I've not fallen for a game this hard in so long. Uh, I've also been playing Assassin's Creed, which I think would get 7 out of 10, like you said on the show the other week. Uh, but this, Desktop Dungeons, uh, gets 7 out of 10. Right. Mm. That concludes the review section. We're running really over time, aren't we've we? We've had to uh, put the beds on twice because we've been chatting with our guests yeah. for too much. That's how good you are. Too much video games yeah. in the show, I do? think. Uh, it's almost not even worth putting on a piece of music, is it? Right. We'll save them for next week. Give them a give them a chance. Okay, got two minutes. What should we chat about? Hmm. What else? Any other business? O L L A O B. We're going so, and um, we need to thank Ivan for our presents. Actually, thank, thank you so, so much, so Ivan. Much. I opened mine on Christmas Day. Yes, yes. I, I got, got some. I got. 
Sorry? No, go on. I got some uh, synthesizers, some origami synthesizers. Cool. Yeah, some cut. Um, I got some card, card sleeves. I haven't opened mine yet. Why not? Because I like to uh, keep my presents going for as long as possible. Okay. It's how kids do it. Okay. <laughs> uh, so thank you very much for that. Um, we should find out more about you two, David and Philippa. How can we, uh, how can we follow your work? Uh, playcanvas.com okay. is where I'm based. Uh, and where I chip in occasionally with some art. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, what we thought would be really cool is because Play Canvas is kind of online and collaborative and stuff. So if people are interested in getting involved in the One Life Left computer game, right. they can get in touch with me, dave at playcanvas.com, and we can see if they're artists or they want to write stories for point-and-click adventures or anything like that, uh, then maybe we'll get an episode two, three... Excellent. Stuff like that. That's Sounds nice. Super Thank you very much. We'll yeah. put that on the Twitter. And we have an announcement as well, don't we? Super special announcement regarding what we're doing in March. Yes. Oh, yeah. Today, confirmed. Confirmed. One Life Left is going to GDC. Yes. All three of us will be there. Come on. The official GDC podcast happening again this year for the third time in a row this time we've made the programme we're going to be in the programme it's going to be official excellent so we will see you all there thank you so much for coming in David Philippa Uh, yes I'm making a game and uh, we'll we'll see you all next week goodbye thank you bye. bye 